Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, this is Coach Lydia Knight, and we are ending eating disorders and freeing women from every cage. And freedom is being able to get clothes that fit. So sizes are really interesting thing. We could certainly dive into that about how, you know, sizes, even though it's the same size and like fabric and dimensions are smaller than they used to be in like the number of the size and just how, I mean, with women's clothing and the diet industry and the oppression of women, like how all of that plays together. But <laughs> just touching on that, buying clothes that fit is such a wonderful thing. And the sizes of our clothing, I mean, like I have a consistent size because I'm at my set point weight, right? So I'm at my set point weight. I'm at a really healthy place for me. I have been for years and years because that's part of freedom. And so all of the clothes in my closet fit me and they're all one size. I don't have like, you know, 12 different sizes of clothing. But when it comes to numbers, although everything in my closet is like the same size, like the size that fits my body, I mean, there's, you know, things that say on the number of the size, it's this. And then another one that's like add 10 to that. And it's the same size of clothing, but it says a different number as the size. So although there's a big variance there, having clothes that fit means that you're not looking at the number that you're asking, do I feel good in this? Does this fit my body? And I know that back in my crazy days with food and body, I would be in really, really uncomfortable clothes because with all of the binging, then I was gaining weight and then my clothes weren't fitting, but it felt like the ultimate, most horrible, heart-wrenching failure to buy clothes with a bigger size, to look at the tag on my jeans and for that to be a higher number than it was before. It felt like the ultimate failure. Like I would rather wear clothes that were cutting into my sides and making me feel horrible and bring me to tears. I would rather wear clothes that were too small than to bring myself down to the level of buying a bigger size because I was really captive to that number. And freedom is, is really getting clothing that feels good to you, that you get to try it on. And it doesn't matter what the number is inside, that that number doesn't define you, that it's just, oh, this clothing fits, so I'm going to wear it, or I'm going to buy it, or I'm going to, you know, decide on this based off of how I feel versus based off of whatever the meaning this number has. Because on the side of freedom, that number has no meaning. And freedom is having the good salad dressing. Good defined as whatever you feel is delicious. <laughs> Because you can just pick like, oh, what sort of dressing do I want? Well, what sounds like it pairs well, or it would be yummy, or the kind that is tasty to me, versus when we're in this food struggle, 
there's a lot of salads involved usually, so there's a lot of dressing involved usually, and we're always trying to find the lowest carb, the lowest fat, the lowest calorie. There are so many like zero everything dressings out there that are created, and there's a demand for those because people are trying to find a way to make their salad taste better without adding any calories. And the interesting thing about salad dressing that doesn't have any calories is it's real gross. I've eaten so much gross salad dressing <laughs> in my, my crazy days with food. And so it's really lovely to get to choose your salad dressing, not based off of the calories or the carbs or the brand or whatever. Just be like, that one sounds good to me. That one sounds delicious. I'm going to enjoy eating the salad because look, I picked a salad dressing that I like. So freedom is getting to eat the good salad dressing. And freedom is never again having to evaluate the damage done. So you know in those movies, there's a lot of movies with this plot line where it's like the plane crashes in the jungle and then everyone's waking up from being knocked out in the plane and then they have to evaluate the damage. They have to be like, what is the damage to the plane? How many people have we lost? How many people died? How many people injured? What supplies do we have left? So this horrible, horrific thing happens and then there's the scene where they evaluate the damage. And when we are in a struggle with food, we have that feeling every time after we binge. It's the next morning waking up and the inflammation is making your joints ache and you have a headache and you're dehydrated and you're still full from the night before and you feel gross and you feel all the shame. And then there's the scene where you evaluate the damage. What did I do? How many calories did I eat? What did I put myself in risk of? How much did I just waste financially on that binge? What is the risk of people who could have seen me or found out? What does this mean for my kids that were in the same room or could have been seeing me? What does this mean for the events that I can't go to now because now I feel too awful to go out and face any, everyone? Like, wh how, what is the damage to my emotional state of what I can and can't do? Or how does this impact my work? How does it impact my relationship? There's just all of this evaluating of like, I can't believe I did that again. And what is the damage done? And then the uphill battle of trying to undo all that damage, of trying to just get back to that baseline of I'm finally to a place where I can start over again, trying to make this better because I've finally undone the damage. And freedom is never again in your life having to evaluate the damage of a binge because you don't do that anymore. You don't binge anymore. Food is not a struggle. That's freedom. Where you're not worried about having to do that again because it's a non-issue because you don't need to do that again. And freedom is welcoming the mirrors in the gym. So you walk into the gym and there are lots of mirrors from lots of different angles. Why you say? Well, clearly so that you can see what you are doing with your exercise. You can be like, oh, I have this feedback of this form looks good. I'm not gonna create injuries here. Oh yes, I went through the full range of motion. Cause when you're in the gym, you've got this equipment and you're there to have a higher level of fitness or strength or flexibility or whatever it is. So it is helpful to have mirrors in the gym. And when you are struggling with food and body, it can be terrifying to have so many mirrors around. 
because it's not only you that can see yourself in the mirror, everyone can see you in the mirror. And mirrors, plural, as in, oh, there's a mirror that's showing the front of me, and over on that wall, I can see the side of me, oh, and through this mirror, I can see the mirror in back of me, which means I can see the reflection of what I look like from the back. And that can be such an emotional, emotional and awful and terrifying experience when you don't feel comfortable in your body and when you feel shame around how you're eating and when you feel out of control with food. So freedom is welcoming the mirrors in the gym for their function, for like, isn't it nice to have this humongous mirror here? Because <laughs> it's going to help me to have mastery and excellence in what I am doing or to have fun with these movements because I can see them reflected back to me. It's a really lovely thing to welcome things for their function and not have to sort of shy away from them because we're afraid of seeing our own selves or of other people seeing us. And to just welcome mirrors in the gym. And freedom is getting bored of eating. Getting into a meal and realizing you just gotta like bite and chew and swallow and do it all over again and you wanna be doing other things, it's just sort of boring. Because eating can be boring sometimes. <laughs> and when we have such a focus on food and when it rules so much of our life, like eating is never boring. It's always just this really heightened and emotional and big deal and scarce experience versus just like mundane, totally boring. And it's so fun to see our clients just celebrate getting bored, getting bored of eating and eating just like, all right, I've just got to get through this and move on. And just having it be such a mundane and normal part of life is a wonderful part of freedom and normal eating. And freedom is sharing your story. We tend to keep things secret that we feel shame about. And when we feel shame about our eating and shame around our relationship with food, our body, then we tend to not tell anyone. We tend to try to hide it. And a wonderful part of freedom is that the shame is lifted because you know the end of your story of struggle. You know that you're free now. Now that you are free and done, then it dissipates that shame and we're able to share our stories and give each other hope and for it to be such a powerful way in the way we uplift each other. And we see this with our grads and our freedom warriors and just our incredible community that is out there and sharing their story because they have a story that is a witness to freedom being real and possible no matter what and no matter how long we've struggled and the freedom to be able to share our stories without shame and to openly share our stories because we're proud of our triumph over something that's been a struggle for so long is an absolute joy and freedom is having experiences that you didn't know were possible for you there is so much beyond the struggle with food <laughs> and a lot of times we don't have a vision for that or even an idea of what that could be until we're on the other side of it because we're so focused on just getting out of the crisis with food. So we have a phenomenal grad of our program and you know she's been free for years and just food is really an, a non-issue. And she's experiencing life in this way where she just has this openness that she didn't used to. And she was like, I have all of this energy and I just feel so good and I feel so happy. And she's like, when, I knew people that just always seemed to be energetic and happy. She's like, I thought it was just fake. I thought they were just pretending and that it wasn't real and that it was a totally artificial thing. And she's like, now I am one of those people. <laughs> she's like, I'm so open and I have this energy and this joy and it's so incredibly authentic and just all of these 
areas of her life are opening up that she just never knew that she even could experience before. And it's an absolute joy and something that opens up that we didn't even know was possible for us. And now we get to know that it is because we're living it. And it's a wonderful aspect of freedom. So for your next step to freedom, go to lifewithlydia.com. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!